And again, with this retouch before I continue here about, remember last week I mentioned an article, I might put it up again, with the performers and singers and actors and actresses and sports people, but the culture industry who are given a, a free carte blanche pass to travel wherever they, they want to go without getting tested or quarantining because they're, they're too important. Again, this virus understands it. They're, what an amazing virus, this eh? You try it and the big cops will come on and had to batter you in the head with their truncheons and drag you off and charge you for naughtiness, eh? And, but for those guys, the governments applaud them for continuing in their face of adversary, putting up with harsh, harsh times. Because they have to travel a lot to entertain you and keep you living in, under a spell of utter fantasy. Which is awfully important for keeping the peace. Because if you weren't under fantasy, eh, the illusions that you're under, you might start want to do something about the Pharisees that are going on and the injustices. So it's awfully important you have your entertainment for goodness sake. And this virus knows it. it I'm going to help these poor folks here, these actors and actresses and, and sports folk. They're the folk who, who, who get millions of dollars for throwing a ball around. I'm going to, I'm going to make sure because they're very important throwing balls around. So, and I'm going to make sure that, that um, they don't get annoyed or held up anywhere but for testing and quarantining and silly things like that. So there you go. That's it. A very intelligent virus. But you live in a classless system, don't you? And you need the, the culture industry. Oh, I tell you. Ah, oh, I tell you. Even the royal family, for years and years, I remember Dick giving the talks in it, they created their own public relations, like a permanent public relations group, cameramen, writers, scriptwriters, all that, full-time employment to, ch- to create farcical stories of how wonderful everything is, or little gossipy ones, are they falling out again, or a complete soap opera drama. Just like they did with uh, celebrities for their entire life, or even pop singers, rock singers, they'd make up. They'd make up. The companies would 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 work with the managers, because all news is good news in those industries. If the news is getting you talked about, it's good. Doesn't matter what the topic happens to be. And of course, in the rock industry, a lot of guys are there. Oh my God, so-and-so walked through a plate glass window and jumped into a swimming pool on drugs. And it's all good news, you see, because it makes them more popular. It's a strange thing, but that's what it did. And they'd phone up, the the, 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 the magazines would phone up the managers and ask. And so they'd arrange a price. They wouldn't have to even visit the groups or have, or have real talks or discussions with the guys in the bands and so on. Do you mind if we make this up about it? No, not at all, it's fine. And gossips about ex-girlfriends and st- all that stuff. And, and it, that, that's this, churn it out, your machine, just churn it out. And then you all get paid for sitting back and watching the make-up stories about you. And it's the same with celebrities in Hollywood, same thing. You know. How they've churned, how they've literally churned out all this kind of stuff and diverted people for the last... Seventy years, maybe, maybe more. 
on a grand scale, you know, starting with movie industries and television and radio and and divided folk right off into La La Land, where it's like a drug for some people who, who live monotonous lives. Eh? And since you don't get anything factual given to you to relieve the boredom, they give you lots of fantasy, which programs you as well, because they, they update your predictive programming. They give you what's coming down the pike in fantasy form, and then you adapt to it the way it did in the movie or the play or the drama, you see. Works awfully well. That's why it's so important. And the virus knows it. It no, I like the term knows it, eh? <laughs> it knows it. But it knows it. And it won't go for them. Yeah. It won't. And, it, and if they do get any symptoms of anything, it could be bad, bad drugs, anything, but they'll say it's COVID for, for, for celebrities. If it does, if they do get a sniffle, It'll be front page news somewhere, and you'll all feel so sad for so-and-so who might have to take a week off and live in their big mansion and big estate somewhere, you know, for maybe a few days till they're getting served hand and foot with their, and, and, and fed by their personal chefs and things, you know. And folk will prattle about it like it's concerning. Oh dear, I hope they survive all this. This, this unfortunate, you know, times. Mm, there you go. Insanity. Eh? Authorized and manufactured, promoted insanity. Because under the total warfare scenarios, again, of information warfare, which is massive, it's been massive with the internet since it started. Folk are going crazy with it, you know. They're going crazy. I remember years ago, I said, don't go into forums. They have them all, they've got their plants in the forums. Some of them are cited up by the cybersecurity agencies and military ones too. You used to see on some firewalls that you could get years ago, I don't know if they still do it, of who was was looking into your site at any one time. And you would see the Fort Detrick and all these different places and the military organizations in the States. Like sometimes a dozen a day you get looking into your site. Yeah? Different departments. They'd even have the heads of the departments, the commanders and so on. You could phone them up, in fact, if you wanted to talk to them. Why is your guys looking at Oh, it's part of a training exercise. Oh. That's what they tell you. They've been doing this from the beginning. But you'll find, too, that they set up these forums and anything that was dodgy, I mean, dodgy means it might, it might get a big following and could uh, alter public opinion in some policies, you see. What they would do, they, they would put in their, the well-trained ones, you know, would go in there and they'd be likable. You never meet them, of course. They, these, are, these are all anonymous people, right? But they'd be likable, and they'd say that the right things that, you, that the gang, you, your gang would say, like, right on, so-and-so, right on, we're with you, you know. And eventually, if we would trust this, this little name, you see, because that's all you've got as a name, eh? Or a pseudonym. And it's just down the road, they start to put out, they get more intelligent, and say, oh, wow. And then folks start to follow them on the forum. And then they'll become almost a moderator, and folks listen to them. Even when they, they spin it off, you see, they start spinning off in a different direction. And, and the followers then follow them. That's how it's done so slickly. 
And, uh, and eventually, you know, they take you around in a circle sometimes, or way off the main topic, or even the reason that the forum started, into a different direction. And they'll neutralize you. They'll neutralize you by, by leading you to, to a, an elephant trap. They call them elephant traps, by the way. Which are legalities already pre-existing on certain topics, legal ones, that you fall into. All, all emotive ones, like pedophilia and things. Doesn't mean that it doesn't happen. Or it's right or not right or wrong. It's because it's already pre-set up for you to fall into and start ranting about it. Then the authorities are given the nod and they go after you. They'll sue you, silly. If you go into slander or things you can't get right. Or so-and-so said it. Well, (laughs) that's not good enough in law, you see. Doesn't matter if it's right or wrong or true or not. And there's other ones too. You you probably know some of the, the, the big elephant traps that lead you into and then you get neutralized, you get banned, you get fined, you might lose your home. And then you're out of action. That's what cyber warfare, this is military. And CIA is military. You put them out of action. You're starting to get it. And they give you your leaders. They tell you that in the manuals that they often put the leaders out there. In other countries too, for their color revolutions, they build up to, it might take them a few years, but they'll, they'll, they'll give leaders. And all the, they'll be, the, if you're in a, a high Islamic country, if it's Shiite or whatever kind it happens to be, they'll supply the, 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 the character. And then youngsters will follow them, you see who are all chanting for the same justice to be fulfilled, and they'll follow the person, follow, and they'll go again in a circle, and then they go off into another circle, and then they'll set up sting operations, and then the young guys are, are all supplied with all the fake stuff to cause mayhem, and then they get arrested. They do it in all countries, by the way. All countries. Canada's done it. States has done it. Britain's done it. Most of the preventing terrorism, and they boast about it once in a while when they say, where's all this money going? Well, we'll prevent, we're preventing so many terrorist things this year. But when you look into the sting operations, where they set up the sting, young guys fall into it, they supply the leaders on the internet, and young guys fall into it, and then they get set up, and then they get caught. There's nothing real out there that really is what it says it is. Again, back to the, the part of the elephant traps. And they're called elephant traps because you should see them. If you're thinking logically and not emotionally, you'll see them for what they are. They're legal, legal setups for you to fall into. So then authorities can go after you for legalities. And a few years ago, I said, you know, the big characters out there that say certain things, do certain things, their followers jump on the bandwagon. They part the same stuff. They go over the edge, the cliff edge. And the ones that they followed have their own platforms. They're fine. They end up with their own pl- But you all went over that. You're neutralized. You're out of, out, out of action. This is cyber warfare. I don't really mean this. It's not like coincidence. This is how they train them to do this, what I'm talking about here. Years ago I did the talks about the sock puppets and so on and a lot of folk don't even know that a lot of the, what they're getting hit with, with what they think are people, are, are sock puppets that the computer generated by the authorities, the agencies. Now they've got a lot more, thousands they said in the articles from the 77th Brigade in Britain 
There's an army brigade that's in, that deals in cyber warfare that says they've got thousands and thousands of operatives working full time against enemies of the state or the state's policies. Like they're given any contrary information about the safety of, of certain vaccines and things. They have to be attacked, and they are being attacked very successfully. And they'll, they'll hammer you, you know. So, so cleverly too. They'll personalize themselves. They'll try and say, I'm so and so and ask you an innocent question and you might answer it. And you may get an email back maybe two weeks later, maybe a week, it depends. And they'll, they'll, they'll come back with another question and you think the, the person's really seeking for truth and, and you'll feed it to them and feed it. But then they'll start to try to personalize. They've, tried, they've already sussed out, you see, before they even first get in touch with you, they've already got a list of who you, of people, who you are. Your personality profile is completely what your likes, dislikes are, what you watch for movies, um, what your personality, soft hearted personality, easy going, uh, cautious, yada yada. It's all worked out in advance, lonely even. And then they'll supply the, the right kind of character to get, to befriend you. You might never meet them, you see. Probably won't. They might not even be in the same country, even as employed by the CIA or even 77 Brigade. And then you'll, you'll fall for it in your little spiel. And they'll try and get out your phone number, you know, because they're trying to phone you. One guy phoned me for another country over in Europe. And it was an obvious setup for me to say something that would get me in, in trouble. An obvious setup. But it takes them a while to get to that point, you know. And you just, you don't prattle off to, to these characters if they do get in touch with you. You've got to be very, very careful because they can take years setting you up, sometimes. And you won't be the only person they're working on. They'll, they'll have a list of who they have to. And they get paid well, you know, to do it. But they'll try to get in, and so on. Other ones, too, you probably you probably go through YouTube or BitChute. Someone mentioned it to me last week, something similar on BitChute. If you leave the comments open, and you're talking about the topics which are forbidden, including the vaccinations, for example, things like that, any, I mean, anything is not right from the state itself is forbidden. Anything from any top experts on the planet is still forbidden if, if not on board with the authority. Who, who, who is the strange coterie of people who decide what's true and not, even in medicine? Eh? If you don't have all that, then you're living in an agenda, folks. Because folk who are running things open, truthfully, don't have to hide behind anything. But anyway, yeah, you, you get a massive um, smear campaigns if you leave the comments open, and you'll see. And it's true enough; you'll see the same names in some of them over and over and over, multiple times, sometimes in the same, on the same commentary. Same, it's, it's obviously machines just churning them out, you know, which it might very well be. But I've seen it with anybody who's religious. I've seen it in a guy who who does his own. Particular speciality in religion, and and you'll see the same hammering and hammering and hammering them after every talk. It's just like it's it's just by rote the same slogans they'll hammer them with and so on like that. That's what you do. So the whole point is, this was discussed again twenty odd years ago, over twenty years ago, on how they would tackle information and in, and in, in, in a time. When people would have a voice 
This is what they said they would do, this kind of thing. And you're experiencing it all day. So you can't, uh, you can't even, uh, why, why give them a platform to hammer you? Best, you best not to. And, and I'll tell you another thing. In, in their own manuals, they, they mention that if you're sensitive, they'll crack, they'll try and crack you. Just like any spy thing, you know. They try and crack the opposition by causing stress. It's like being, if you're, if you're an actor, actress, or, or a performer on stage, musician or whatever, you should never listen to the critics. Because it would break you apart. So they, they'll use the critics, you see, to hammer people who are decent to try and do the right thing on the internet. They really will. They're trained to do this. And paid to do it. Your own countries are paying them handsomely. Full time. They try and destroy you. <laughs> That's where your tax money is going, folks. And so don't give them the, uh, the, why bother? Do you need the comments to, 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 to come back at you and say, oh my god, was it that bad? And didn't I do a good enough job? No, no, no. This, this is standard stuff here. Yeah. I mean, right now, we're, we're, I, I just, I don't know if we should say, we're lucky enough just to get what's left off the internet. For however long that will be, just to say what we want to say, and if you're paying for it and doing it and doing the work, why, why open up for a, for, for all these characters in cyber warfare, paid paid characters to get in and, and overwhelm it? Why bother? Let them pay for it themselves, using your tax money, because <laughs> they never use their own. Eh? But never forget, you're living in a, in a very unreal system. And because you get used to it, you think it is all real. And don't let your guard down. Because these are, the next step obviously, apart from just banning folk outright, and if they can't get the folk who won't fall into the elephant traps, they're preset, preordained, and you all know what they are. You get banned off them right away, you know. And so don't, don't, don't just run wildly over them, don't follow the leader, you know. And it's always, again, too, so I always, I've, I've, I've said this to a few folk over the years, don't fall into the emotional traps. Because you have to, you have to be almost like them in agencies, which is detached from the emotion. This is a war that's going on, a very real war. And the stakes are for everything. For your whole way of life, for everything that's ever been, that's what it's for, folk. That's your stakes. So you can't let emotion blind you until you fall and stumble and they fall over into the elephant trap. Really? But there's folk, as I say, who get sued silly, they'll lose their mortgages, they'll lose their homes, they'll lose their platforms because they'll fall into the defamation, you know, they'll defame folk or whatever through emotion. I say it's not, it's not a matter of if it's true or not. It's a matter of this is a war and the, the legal professions from the government all down are on board with the agenda here. And they use it. They set up the elephant traps in advance. Hmm? And I've said years ago too, don't throw out your little litho machines and the ways that the people used to do their own little printing of a two page, maybe four page sheets at times, sometimes just one big long sheet every week. And post it off to people, kind of like conspiracy theory in the movie <laughs> with Mel Gibson, and, and you send it off to, to send it off to people, 
they'd leave them on, and laundry mats, places like that for folk to read and, and that's how it used to be and that, that idea all came from the, well, the pamphleteers the pamphleteers they called them in the days of Benjamin Franklin he was well involved in the printing system but they used to put the pamphlets out about things um, the governments wouldn't like and you, you couldn't say directly or they simply arrest you but if you, if you put a pamphlet out and be anonymous with who's, who did it to keep your mouth shut, and, which tells you too, you've got to have a, if you, anybody's going to help you do, you, you've got to, they've, got to, they've got to respect each other's secrecy and privacy, obviously. Because it's a war, it's a real war. Real, real war, you know. The greatest danger in any war, and for, for those who are in resistance movements, was always for a quizzling, someone inside, who will turn on them. The Matrix movie had it too, of course. Same kind of idea. Who gets bribed off. But also, you've got authorities out there uh, that, that, that are on the lookout for people in, you know, who are fighting out against. So you've got to keep it all secret. So you've got to respect your secrecy, you know. Obviously. You've got to do it. Because that's how you survive in a, a real war. A real war. Right down to if they're questioned by authorities, are you friends with so-and-so, or you, did you know what they're up to? And you say, no, you've got to be very convincing, etc. This is a real, real war, people. When they publish that cyber warfare experts, and they were in it long before COVID came along, but now they've, they've given themselves the authority now to go even further with many, many more. Because the head of the cyber warfare group in the 77th Brigade said that in Britain a few months ago in the newspapers, and I put that up to the article when he said that we, we have, I, I can remember, some, some massive amount extra we, we can call on and use it anytime we want. And they're doing it. They're absolutely doing it. And they're well funded to do it. And they will put out their own newspapers, by the way, which will appeal to people like yourselves who are fighting injustice. And uh, the same stories and good ones at that. And then start the little bits of liberal thought, maybe this, maybe that. And over time, then you're, you're, you'll be spinning off into a different direction, you know. It's like 9-11. 9-11 and, and had the We Are Change group came out with some terrific investigations right after 9-11. Top engineers and gave talks and put books out and of what happened, and then you had other ones coming forward with agencies that they knew were involved behind. I mean, it was just too obvious and from evidence. But eventually, the groups were infiltrated, taken over. Some were already in it, and then got paid off to start leading the group astray. And the next thing you know, they're, they're actually the climate advocates, a lot of them, for sustainability. They're all completely on board. They don't realize it, most of the followers, they don't realize it. They, they, because you, the, the, the gradual change, it's like following a road in a boring night and a long, boring journey. Uh, you don't realize you've maybe done a, a big, big U-turn in the middle of the night and because it's been so slow and you've adapted to, until you, it all seems quite natural to you. That's how it's done with a lot of people. And they don't know it. So be very careful because see, it's intensifying now. And you've seen it already from the exercises they had about COVID. The event 201, you saw the one I put up from the European Union, that they were all for vax, I can't remember the title exactly, but it was something like we're all for vax or something. 
and, and uh, there's a guy there. I don't know if it was Clive Schwab there too. He, who, who was motivating them at the beginning. Uh, we had a heavy accent. I don't know if it was him or not. But anyway, uh, they, they, they had some of the people from browser companies coming in. Like, um, Mozilla was there and so on. And search engine companies and so on, on board with it, the mainstream media. And they give talk, they all give talks individually and say, yes, we're all on board with this. This is before the pandemic happened. And the exercise that they were, they've already sworn to go along with whatever the government said. You see? But then there are different phases of lockdown, you see, when there'll be phase two, three, four, and five and so on. Eventually they'll, they'll try and deplatform anybody who's putting out good stuff. Now you do it, the first way is to, to take the money from them, economic warfare. That's always standard stuff. Try to stop that from happening. Uh, and um, so if, you, if, if they can't get money coming in, uh, then that's the amount of action anyway, you see. Because most of them don't live high in the hog, as you well know. It's day to day or week to week. So they're quite easy to put under and get them deplatformed. I was getting shadow banned before the term, you heard the term in public, shadow banning. Because they stuck to the basic facts. And when they realized they couldn't bring me over, and as I guess what they call it, bringing you over, taking you over, then they, they turn on you, you see, quite openly, and nothing personal really from the guys that do, they, they just do their job and they hate you. They, they love getting money and they, they enjoy games, you see. They play with people. They'll, they'll play with your internet, and you 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 won't. It'll suddenly slow down. You see, my goodness, it's going to take me ten minutes to pull up this one, you know, print page, basically. Yeah, they play little games like that. And of course, if you, if you waste your time phone the server, well, it's not our end. You know, we're we're checking it. Try this, and anyway, you'll burn off two hours in the middle of the night going through this nonsense with them. Unplug this, plug this, and. Time after time getting nowhere, and it's all to, 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 to make you give up. That's how they do it. I've had that for years. But come midnight, generally and always, this, my speed just was, I can actually watch a clip of something for 10 minutes without it, without it breaking. But it's like a switch, 10 minutes, it's midnight, midnight, you know. And that'll go as well eventually, but during the day, oh. And that's how you do it. And you can always tell when someone's in, in the back doors of your computer. They get all the back, that's what they were put them in for, remember, by law. They put in all the back doors. In 1995, I think it was. I think it was Grattan. It was Grattan. It was a, he was, a, he was a, a reporter with the Toronto Star. It was the first time the article came out and, or Toronto Star, I think it was. Or maybe both papers actually, but he said in it, we'd, 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 we'll bug our phones to please Uncle Sam. That was the headline. And I cut that out. I used to keep all the hard copy of stuff from newspapers. Eh? I knew what was coming down the pike. See? And the, the Canada had been in agreement with the U.S. and the U.S. had demanded that we, that even all landlines, everything, all kinds of phones, all communication devices, faxes, everything. And computers, early computers, or the early computers, had to all have chips in them that would allow them and programs put into them by the makers under authorization by the governments for back doors so that they could, so that all their agencies could have instant access to anybody's communication devices, all communication devices. That was back then, eh? 
And uh, it's been a, on a, you know, so from the beginning, really, you, you never had free. And even then, uh, there was articles out too about that, that nobody knew when they were buying photocopiers, as an example. When they started bringing down the prices down for the tiny little photocopiers for the domestic use. Because you, you print things up, you wouldn't see anything different from one copy to the next. Uh, one copier to the next, but they had little invisible prints that would go into it, which they could tell which machines, whose machine, who bought it. Because generally you had to have the purchase from you, unless you bought it second hand or something. And even then, you'd have to pay cash for it. But uh, it would be like a watermark almost with, under a certain light. You could tell who, who, who printed this, you see. And you think you're free. Why would your own governments in peacetime go to these lands? If you were free. And all that build up and preparation long before, in the 90s, all for Gulf War coming along, you know, the, the actual, the actual 2001 event, the Pearl Harbor event, as I said in advance. And again, in the 90s as well, I remember going to the, and reading articles about it, that, that, that Canada was opening up Offices for the for for the FBI in Canada. And I was like, what's, what's going on? What, what's coming down the? Everybody knew back then what something big was coming down the pike. That's why in the states they had all these militias forming from the events that had been happening there too. But in Canada, when you something was coming down the pike, just nothing made much sense really. Why would they want to tap your phones? Why were they? Putting all these back doors and everything. What? Even your phone, your own personal phone. No privacy, so those governments could listen in. Nothing apparently, as far as we were concerned, was happening then. And then, at about the same time as the FBI opening up offices, they'd also been going around libraries in Canada every month to get lists of everybody who'd, who'd taken out books and what books they brought out. What were they reading? So anything to do with anything... There was government, even local government run, anything. And all libraries were getting government federal funding too. Whatever they were doing, you had no privacy at all. And they were handing it off to spy agencies. And intelligence agencies. And foreign ones at that too. To see what you're reading. What's publicly available at the public libraries. Because certain things might be given an indication of your personality. Hmm. Now it's time to tell you to go to cutting3matrix.com. List all my official sites. They're all on that site. You'll see them listed. And uh, I've, I've sites elsewhere, but they're not mine. But these are my official sites. And uh, that's where I put up myself. And other people sometimes take them and put them up. As long as they don't change anything, it's fine. And you can buy the books and discs you advertise there all, or you can donate to me straight donations are really, really welcome. As we go through these trying times, and I've got a bunch of sites I pay for. And I keep, I don't sell anything else, you know. And so I'm not selling you and flogging you and making money and uh, doing all that, that stuff. I just uh, ask for donations and sell the books and discs that I put out. And yeah, I, could, uh, I said years ago, I had, I've got a whole list of stuff 
for further books. And I said, no, there's, there's no real point because the rapid changes that we've been going through literally has negated even for most folk the need for books. They don't read anymore. And they want video, in fact, for most things. I knew that in the 90s, they'd eventually went totally in video because they'd been trained from childhood that all information comes with video, which means they've got to sit still and watch it. Well, if you're just listening to material, why bother watching it when you can walk around and travel or even drive and listen to it instead? So I stuck with the audio. And, yeah, it's not as dramatic. You see, I can't put, can put special effects on, scare you and give you the right pauses and stare you in the face and, and, and play with you like most folk do. But uh, I believe in just education is, is important because you won't change everybody's opinions, definitely. And you, you know, you'll probably all know that already. Uh, but you, you also, uh, you, people who, who really have can change and be strong and come through all the trials that, that's coming down the pike generally have something in them already that, that keeps them uh, alert, you see. There's, there's something there. It's like a, a switch that's on or off, you see. And you can find people in the, in the same families. Sometimes you, you find men and women splitting up, husband and wives, and so on, or mates splitting up because they, they have differences of opinion when it comes to these vital things that are happening even today, even leading up to this. And, and even people with uh, their parents, their children. Sometimes the children are the ones that are awake. Sometimes it's the parent and the child isn't. It's, it's, a, it's, it's literally like a switch. You, you either have something switched on or you don't. It's like a pathway in your brain or something that literally allows information to get channeled along in a certain direction where it connects with other bits of information and starts to make sense to you. Other folk don't have it that way. They, they see it almost like all, all unconnected or disconnected, all the different topics, and they can't quite put it together. They can't believe that there's such a dark system with such control over them that it, that, that really could exist, even though it does exist exactly like that. The amount of your tax money that's, that's put out there, making sure you all have the same uniform thoughts, standardized opinions, is just phenomenal. Yeah, really. It's all deliberate. It's not accidental. Yeah. So it really is something else to, when you, when you see the big, big picture. So yeah, you can go to cuttingthroughmatrix.com and you can use PayPal, you can send cash or personal check, MoneyGram, um, and if you know of other ways, let me know too. And I'll, I'll try and do it because things is always, you know, things are tightening up everywhere you look. And the currency obviously is being devalued as all businesses go under and, and the taxes are increasing and increasing. To pay off supposedly all the borrowed money, well forget it. It would take you a hundred generations, I think, to try and pay this off. What's, what's been spent already. It's all intentional. As I say, and the money's all fake anyway. It's by, by nothing. It's all IOUs, you know, in the faith that somebody will pay back the ones that owe you, the IOUs, <laughs> and so on. There's articles here with, and I said this would happen too, not because it's, it's because, see, Marx talked about factories as an example and centralization of power. He congratulated by telegram, remember, Abraham Lincoln, 
for keeping the union together, centralization of the state and power. But also that, that, that uh, centralization would be everything run by the state, maybe even paid by the state. All employees, no matter what businesses they, they worked in, they're all run and owned by the state, would get paid by the state. You see, you're saying the picture, there's your universal basic income. You start to see what's happening here. This is it, folks. It's the same agenda with altering the words a bit. This is not quite as obvious to most folk. Same thing. They also talked in the communist system and the hierarchy of eventually you would have, you could have one factory making the shoes of the entire nation, maybe even of the world in the future. One factory. And sure enough, you would see the same furniture in all the Sovietized block country houses. Eh? It's all the same stuff. And you see the same fridge, and you see the same packet of peas, and yada, yada, yada. And that's what you have, uniformity. But they also said, that, yeah, whoever you'd have one factory that make the fridges, and one make the cars, and blah, blah, blah. I think it was necessary we'd make back one place, you see. Well, here you have, it's just maybe one store brand that's going to feed you all, and one other store brand that'll do something else, and, and all the other, all the other Small businesses are gone. Margaret Thatcher talked about this when she was in the so-called conservative, eh? Or sorry, progressive. Forget that term, progressive, conservative. That's the, that's your little warning sign. And, but she said it, that the future would have no small businesses at all. No one, what always gets me is when the journalists present never press them and say, what do you mean by that? It's like when George Bush Sr. made a statement of the coming new world order, the world order coming into view, which you can look up yourselves. They actually, yeah. And then the media's all present. No one said, what do you mean by that? Could you, a thousand points of light, eh? Oh, that old topic again, oh. <laughs> the occultic stuff. And then ten years later, his, his son does the same, pretty well the same speech. To the date, I think it was. This coincidence. But yeah, New World Order. Eh? And the folk never quite get what's... But they had the press that's by docilely, uh, as ordered, and, and knows to play the game and don't ask what he means by it. Because they all know it. They all know what he mean by it. means by it. They let in on their little secret. But you're not, you see. You're just a peasant. All you're getting is a legal declaration. And you say nothing, which means that legal declaration is unchallenged, you see, by law. Then the historians can write down the future. Yeah, it was put forward by so-and-so, and no one objected. The public seemed to be to, to acquiesce to it. I gave a talk, talks on acquiescence many years ago, and that's how most laws pass, even under common law. You don't, don't object to it, and it becomes normal, and it becomes law. And it's interesting to see another guy who's, who, who uses all my stuff that he's given the same talks just recently, using all the same, same old talks I gave many, many moons ago, including just say, you know, smallest word this is, you've got to relearn it. But we're, we have to relearn an awful lot now because as I say, you're into the whole sustainability movement, the agenda for the 21st century with its segments, you know, 2015, 2030, etc., etc., and things they must accomplish all the way through the century, step by step. This is, this, the UN works the same way too, by the way, because it's the same group that set up your nations and own and run your nations, own and set up the United Nations. 
with, with their five-year plans for this, 10-year plans for that, 50-year plans for this other party. So you hear all same, same thing, folks, same, same body of people with their Chatham House rules. And they all go by the Chatham House rules, all of them. I thought that was just Chatham House. No, no. They've got other departments too and other organizations which are all part of the main organization with their Chatham House rules. Don't tell the public anything after our private meetings. They might have one elected spokesperson authorized to give a cover story on certain things, but never nothing else. <laughs> and we're supposed to accept that as normal. These private clubs running around. The same club, the Council on Foreign Relations, that came out in 2005 on Canadian television. That's when they were talking about Fortress America and we'll all have to bind together into one big nation in America, as you see. And might even have to get a parliament, which it says could be put up in Montreal. That was in the papers at done. And the spokespeople that came out on television then were, came out under their own banner with the background behind them, Council on Foreign Relations. Mr. Axworthy was the head of it at the time. He was the ex-deputy prime minister of Canada at one point. And they boasted about how they were behind the stuff and they, they wanted a unified Americas. And, but the CFR also boasted that they literally, or the, their department in Britain and, and themselves, had been responsible for drafting up the, the, the EU amalgamation. Well, isn't it strange? It's just, so, I've done so, so many times. Isn't it strange that Karl Marx talked about the world to get split up into three trading blocks. A unified Europe, unified Americas, a unified Far Eastern group, Pacific Rim group. And each one would have their own parliament under a super world parliament. And that's the same agenda as the Council on Foreign Relations, Lord Alfred Milner group, Royal Institute for International Affairs. Isn't that odd? Isn't it? Isn't that just, what a coincidence. Eh? Let's, let's, let's be coincidences here. Just coincidences, eh? Same thing the communists wanted. And so uh, it's with the big capitalists that run the British Empire that became the American Empire. That's what they all want too. It's just the same agenda. Just a coincidence. Eh? It must be. Who else could it be? And you're living along with it. And again, with it all too, you have to come into the the departments they set up the United Nations, UNESCO, etc., with the founders of it, and Julian Huxley, the, the guy who was Aldous Huxley's brother, who's on about he helped set up Planned Parenthood as well. He's one of the co-founders of it, and depopulation across the world. He was a top eugenicist. He promoted eugenics and talked about the unfit, etc., quite openly. Then after World War Two, he altered it a little bit to keep eugenics going undercover. And uh, he, he camouflaged it pretty well, belonged to the Darwin Society, etc. Nothing's changed. And these are the same guys who came out of the same, same organizations of all time. They're all one big club, you see, these amalgamated organizations, the specialized departments, all of them, with one goal, one agenda, and they're alive and well. And they hit upon the idea of oh, climate change would do good bring sustainability under climate change. That would fit the bill, said the Club of Rome, the big think tank and organization tasked with finding a reason that could unify the planet. So they'd go along with it all. We hit upon this famine, it says, you know, climate change. 
drought and famine, the like would fit the bill. So therefore, man would be the enemy. And there was too many people. And we weren't listening, according to last year's conference of parties at the Paris Agreement. And so they'd have to get, get more drastic. And bingo, you know, before that year was out in November, out comes COVID. Lockdown. All businesses closed totally into complete sustainability because nothing's getting made anymore. <laughs> there you go. And when they come out with a fake bill with the fake, from the fake money, it doesn't matter as well. Say, well, you now owe so many trillions, you know, tacked on to what you owed before. And so you've got to literally go into rationing and for the rest of, of generations to come. Then you get little gold stars on your passport, your, your, your vaccination passport. It isn't just a COVID passport. This is a total vaccination passport. I gave that talk years ago too. Because it was discussed at the United Nations and the World Health Organization years ago. You're living in an agenda, folks. It doesn't go away. It continues. And the same mantras continue down through the agenda. And they do always finish their tasks. They don't give up on anything. Sometimes they put certain things on hold a little bit. Like they did for the last four years with Trump. Now it's back to, because it's in the papers, and it's going to be back to normal, says China. <laughs> the military industrial complex is already funding ISIS again to hit in, uh, Syria again, eh? Already it's in the papers there. That's not coincidental. Back to normal, you see. Same list. Continuation of the same agenda. That was kind of put on hold there. And the, and the treaty, uh, or the climate to Paris agreement there. Uh, they're, they're back at it again. They're looking forward to big celebration, and they'll have big parties to celebrate being back, you know, and, and filling their pockets with all the stuff that they fill it with, mainly from the taxpayers again. We're the only species that you have to convince to give ourselves up, to give up our own lives, even. No other species does that. You see, the human brain. With all the things, all the gifts that you have with it, you know, to really appreciate, even language, to put in things like language and writing and, and read things from thousands of years ago, if you get the translations of things and so on. We're a wealth of knowledge, eh? But it has that big vulnerability too. It can be manipulated by very wily, wily psychopathic characters who study you so well. And then eventually they get paid to study you by more dominant characters who are very wealthy, who obviously dominate you, obviously dominate you. So much so they can decide if you're going to drive in the next few years. Remember, for the agenda for the 21st century, that's the whole agenda was, to, was put in there, the basic plan. There's to be no private property and no private cars. Now they're giving you, the, I've said this, they're giving you the temporary Electric cars, to me, you think that they're not going to lock you down totally forever, but they are going to, because they'll do away with them eventually too. So it's all scripted. You're living through a script. The only vehicles of this to be eventually are essential vehicles. That's like fire, police, and so on, and bureaucrats, etc., civil servants, and council employees, all that kind of stuff. But the rest of you know. And no private property eventually. 
that's where it's going. Again, back to the communist plan. Isn't that amazing? It all falls into the same agenda, isn't it? We're the fulfillment. This, this is the super Soviet on steroids, you know. All the stuff that they couldn't manage in the Soviet system of Russia being dominant has been pushed through under this system and it's much better because it's using much more persuasive techniques of incredible advanced psychological warfare and indoctrination that they didn't have at the time in the old Soviet system. I had to laugh too when the terminology, we never hear terminology getting splattered about there with neo, neologisms coming out and, and you've got reimagining and you get certain words that are brand new and then phrases that are just put together strung in such a way like, and then they're all repeated at the Club of Rome, they repeat it, they repeat it at the Davos group and Bill Gates repeats it, they're all repeating the same slogans like reimagining education. It isn't just the future and sustainability and reimagining this, it's reimagining education from Bill Gates. Eh? Because you see, he also funded that whole program because he wants to, eventually all youngsters to, to literally live at home for their entire life pretty well and, and let, learn at home through his program. So uniformity of education and opinions. Oh, it's perfect, isn't it? By Bill Gates. Reimagining. All the stuff from tyrants. They can make things even sound appealing to the youngsters. I like that name, imagining. Yeah. They do like it. Reimagining. There you go. And now all you have to do now, with that vulnerability in the brain, is to say, well, you want to be a good person and go along with it all too, don't you? Don't you want to be nice and good? And they've got awfully nice persuaders. They don't put nasty-looking, evil-looking characters to persuade you. They're generally very likable. They're picked for their looks and for their techniques and so on. And they're persuasive. I guess it's persuasibility. Maybe you can call it that way. Because they have it. They're good. They're good little. They're good con men, really, and women, you know. And they're trained in all the the techniques that went way, way back to through through time, used by advisors to the courts, the Machiavellian techniques, and even copied stuff from religion too, because religion had its its techniques as well. It's like it was John Wesley that Benjamin Franklin brought over. To the States. Now, Franklin himself was a Mason, a high Mason too. And he, he wrote about it in his own memoirs, how he, the lodges that he belonged to. And he went from one branch to another branch and he went up the ladder and how he also put pamphlets, uh, under different guises, newspapers. He, he owned a printing press eventually. And, uh, he talked about, so he was so impressed with, with Wesley and his ability to, to, through vocabulary and techniques, auditory techniques, he could literally get the emotions running. He, here's the key again, emotion, be careful. Emotions are running. And it says in a short time, he gets such a pitch, of, uh, a, a favorite pitch of emotion going. The people would have tears in their eyes, and, and by the end of it, they'd all give their life to Christ, you see. It was a technique. And Franklin himself said in, in his memoirs, in the same, the same chapter actually, he says, I myself, you know, I don't, he said, I can be a, I said, I can be a Muslim, 
uh, in a Muslim country. I can be a Christian in a Christian country. I can be a Jew in a, Jew, in a Jewish area <laughs> or a part of a country. And he, he said, you know, he, he didn't really care. It, it was all one thing. It was a way of, of mixing. That, is, that, that was the Masonic philosophy at the time. The brotherhood of man and how to bypass religions, bypass differences. And, and that was the appeal for, for folk to join it. And once you did that, you get used, you see, because it was used for subverting nations and states and systems. <laughs> Be careful of joining anything, folks. But yeah, that's what you said. The, the, the motive techniques that were used, the perfected by this preacher, he, uh, he, he, he loved, he said, he was astonished by it. So he brought him over and built my church. So you be very careful. You can be emotion. Again, getting back to the elephant traps that are deliberately put out there. The, the, the laws are set up. If you jump into that trap, they ought to be going to hammer you. Cause you, cause now they can use law against you. It's not opinion anymore, you see. It's not a matter either of if you're right or wrong. That doesn't matter at all. It's very similar. To the Canadian farmer, there was a trial. He, he, he was used initially as, 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 a, as a novice trial um, victim for Monsanto years ago, because uh, Monsanto had his own private army, were in farms and collecting seeds of farmers, and then taking them off to their own labs and saying, "Well, you've, we found soya, our genetically modified soya, on your farm." It doesn't matter, it doesn't matter if, if a road went past your fields, uh, with open trucks full of grain from other farmers who were using Monsanto and blow, it was blowing over there. Or, and what the judge said to him, in fact, this one farmer eventually said, I don't care if a bird pooped it out in your land. The fact that under the law, it was on your land and it's all that matters. You see, that's the law. The Lord doesn't care if we're right or wrong. It's mechanical in a sense. Although they'd love to use it for, for political purposes. <laughs> but it's mechanical in the sense that, that it was on your land. That's all that matters. It's the same thing with people who think they're going to get their day in court. And it's, I'm going to tell the people and I'll get it publicized what, what happened or whatever. And it doesn't happen. The, the, the judge tells you to shut up uh, under penalty. And, and uh, the lawyer should do the talking for you. The lawyer, the lawyer won't preach because he's, he's a member of the bar. You know, they're all brothers and they do the little gestures there. And uh, you'll see them in the court doing their Masonic gestures. <laughs> it's quite, quite funny. But, um, because it's their system, it's not your system, it's a whole, it's a whole different topic. But anyway, if they're in court, yeah, it's all agreed upon. They're not going to give you a chance to talk for yourself. In fact, they'll tell you, don't do, don't ever talk for yourself. And they'll say, we're arguing the facts. The facts aren't who was right or wrong or why you did this. Or the facts are, did you do it? Or did you think it? Or did you say it even? That's it. You say, oh, yeah, I did say that. Or, but, but, but no buts about it. That's it. You said it. Saying something, whatever it was, was a crime. That's when it was on the books. You said. That's how it's done. And folk fall right into it. And I, I've watched this for years and years as they set up these traps. Which also gives you a good clue of who the people really are behind something or an organization or even a website, you know. You'd be so careful, folks. In the manual for psychological, for psyop warfare and cyber warfare, they, they tell you in it that they go into the countries and they set up their own, again, what I'm telling you, their own 
groups that appear to be on the side of insurgents or whatever, and they'll echo and part their stuff, then they'll part more of their stuff, they'll get more factual, they'll bring in the folk, and then they'll, then they'll lead them off into, into a tangent or away from the main topic. So now you can neutralize them one way or another. That's what you do, you neutralize them. And if you can set out laws in that country that, that this is forbidden or that's forbidden, and then, then you lead them off to go into those, those elephant traps. You neutralize, they fall in one after the other. Boom, 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 boom. After a leader says so. The leader is fine, the leader is unscathed in the West. They've got their own platforms, a little. But you can't afford that. You're in there, now you've got sued, sued rotten. You can't afford the lawsuits, never mind anything else. Be so careful. Be so careful. And never take things personally, even when you've been hit one time, many times by, by knowing who some of these characters are and being hammered by them behind the scenes. I mean hammered financially otherwise behind the scenes. All the dirty tricks you can imagine the CIA is so well known for, they happen, you know. They happen. You know? And there's no point mentioning it because it'd be sour grapes. You were surprised how many folk like different characters, even though they know uh, they're really agents in a sense. They don't care. They really don't care. Well, they put up some good stuff sometimes. And that's to keep the credence with the, with the followers. You see? So be, be very careful and don't fall into the motive topics. They're deliberately set up for you. We're going through an agenda. Different groups are playing their part right now in the agenda. And out of all will come new laws and a new system. That's what's the, even the conflicts in the streets. All, all predetermined. Huh? And it's just astonishing that, that again, if, if you're, if you understand what's going on to this level at, at this particular time, it will astonish you, because you're, you're still thinking that everybody knows what you know. No, they don't. The general population don't know everything. They haven't been following the stuff that you've been following. They haven't been delving into the behind-the-scenes facts and delving deeper into the stories and behind the stories that you're given. They haven't been doing any of that. They, to them, it must all be true. Whatever it is, is all true by the authorities, because they, no one would pull off such a, a con. And they always quote, this, this is the quote you always hear from Adolf Hitler. If you want to tell, and it was really Goebbels too, if you want to tell a lie, tell a really big one. Because the public could never believe that anybody would go to that length and that height of lying to, to fool the people. Because they can, they only can relate to what they would do themselves. Little white lies, little things, they can imagine that. Because they'll do it themselves. But they can't imagine anybody pulling off huge national lies that could maybe even get you into war. Can't imagine it. But don't forget the Goebbels and then obviously Hitler. They were talking. They got the idea, and they were actually talking when they said that. They were showing an example of what the communists already had used. That's why they used that. That analogy. So, again, in Machiavelli, he got to Machiavelli, he said in his little resume to different kings and queens, because that's what it was, you know, the prince, you, you would give your resume to the royalty in the hopes that you get hired as a, a courtier, an advisor to, to the crown. And he said in it, you must never tell the ordinary people in much at all of any truth. <laughs> 
He said that it might upset them. The best way is to treat them like children, lie to them, promise them that things will get better. And then say, what do you think Fauci's been doing? Oh, a few weeks more. Oh, we might have locked you down over Christmas again. A little bit more. Children, children, same stuff, folks. Same psychopaths. But the, the point is, managing populations is a very old art. In ancient Rome, we've all heard about bread and circuses. Of course we have. It got so bad at one time when it was getting corrupt. And, and um, they said every, every empire builder, every nation, has this little spurt like when, it, when it comes from the, 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 the grassroots. Um, and the, the, whole, the old idea is that Rome... And those who became the first generals of the Roman Empire, and even for Rome itself, were farmers and, and kind of tenant farmers and owner farmers and so on. But they also served like the local militias and, and they would form out of their fighting for their nation and their land, the actual country itself, a unified nation. And, but then they don't stop there, they go off in other countries, etc. And as, as they get away from the grassroots of farming, and basics and into luxury, you see. Now you get a, another generation comes along and they like the luxury and they want more. And they, 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 don't, they don't want to pay high taxes that pays for everything and pays for the armies. So you use armies to go out and, and conquer other nations for resources. And then they, they, took it, <laughs> they took the money guys with them, by the way. And they forced it conquered nations often that didn't use money to take the money and use it. Then they they used barter. Most all of these countries used barter, you know, in the tribes and so on, Gaul and all that. Barter was the way. You didn't, you didn't need coin, and that did away. You know, you didn't have any middlemen that decided the value of that 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 commodity anymore. If you're if you're truly bartering, you could barter a, a, a sack and a certain weight of corn for whatever else you demanded. And you sit and debate it, yes, no, or a little bit yes, and and somebody would cave in a bit here, and then you, you come to an agreement. Once the middlemen came in, then they decided what everything was worth, and they became the really uh, the bosses right there and then. So Rome forced the money on on some of these nations that they conquered, and then the same guys that, that introduced the money would become the tax collectors, and they'd be authorized to then re- recoup their loans to the, to the to the government, like like in Rome, way back in Rome. And uh, but uh, and they would become the tax collectors to get to collect money and regain their their loans, you see, and profits. And that's a long, long, long story, up to the present time, isn't it? So there's nothing new under the sun, as I say, except the tricks are change names quite often it's to deceive the people. Emotion is always used to deceive the people. And wars, same with wars, unless you're directly attacked and it's, and it's self-evident. That's the difference between the, the U.S. Constitution as an example of what, what was new and novel was when they came out with, with the, the Constitution. They said in it that which is self-evident as opposed to being demanded by forces outside themselves or above them or whatever in, in, in society. Uh, you had laws which were self-evident. Yeah. They weren't giving folk rights and freedoms. These rights and freedoms were self-evident. They were yours anyway. 
they simply gave credence to, to, to their acknowledgement of these pre-existing rights and freedoms. As if the first time it had been done. And as soon as you say it, and Franklin said it too, you know, what have they given us? They said, what have you given us? And, and he says, a, a republic, if you can keep it. Because they knew, as soon as you say, power never stops, and those who want power never stop either. It's already on the go, for goodness sake. So, again, there's nothing new under the sun. And then, even then, there was an agenda by the founders, obviously, who used all the occultic symbologies. I've got amazing old encyclopedias that are falling apart here. Written in the late 1700s, some of them. And they show you the, even the, the, the tokens that they use for money and script and things like that before they, they brought in the currencies and the, and, and they're all Masonic symbol, symbols and currencies. And then all the different, uh, offerings from different founders and, and, mem- and people associated with the founders to, to draft up uh, the great seals. The, all kinds of them. It's just astonishing how occultic they were. So, yeah, there's nothing new under the sun, as I say.